You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids. Welcome to episode number 12 of Just a Nipple, the not-quite-daily beaver. For those moments when you still want your beaver grizzly goodness, but just don't have time for a whole bite. Today, recording day, is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, and it's going to be a gorgeous day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and I've got a little bit of extra bass in my voice this morning because, to be totally honest, I woke up just 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Uh, It's been a night of insomnia, so I'm feeling a little rough, but I'm still showing up to deliver for you, kitties, because that's how much I love you. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Uh, good morning to you, Mr. Grizzly. How are you feeling? Uh, i got to take my mic off mute there. Um, uh, well, I slept like a log for the first time in a very long time. Like, literally lied Ooh. down, fell asleep, woke up when my alarm went off. In a complete state of confusion, thinking it was A, Saturday, B, realizing it wasn't Saturday, but did not know what day it was. Oh, no. Forgot we were supposed to do a show. This was at 5 5 a.m., so, you know, no big deal. Uh, And then realized, oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, yes. yes." And then I got up to make some coffee and realized when I purchased beer, bagels, and bread last night, I forgot to purchase coffee. I checked off the B's, but I forgot the C's. Uh, So this is a hot mug of orange Pico this morning, and it ain't cutting it, man. I mean, I I like a good hot mug of tea in the afternoon, but not in the morning. It just doesn't do the same for me. I'll have a cup of tea after I've had a cup of coffee. I need that jolt of caffeine to get me up in the morning. I've been drinking coffee since I was like 13, so... Okay. For me, it's just water in the cup this morning. I'm just trying to, like, put some humidity in the vocal cords. <laughs> uh, fair, fair point, fair point. <laughs> um, uh, is it just a half-hour show again today, sir? Yeah, i got to be in the office for eight. So, yeah, a little, well, maybe half hour and maybe a minute or two more, but not a whole lot more than that. I don't, I... All right. Yeah. So, so I got a couple of quick, quick, yeah, a qu- couple of quick headlines. First off, we'd like to apologize to Mexico for this. Um, Chris Skye is uh, apparently moved to Mexico. He's a temporary resident, so Mexico, we apologize. Um, We expect at some point 
time, some point in time, very soon, you'll be shipping him back because... Yeah, um, if let's just say that if he is... Uh, I assume that he's very much into uh, rave culture. Yeah, yeah. And I would assume that somewhere along the way, given how sloppy he is, he's going to be caught with certain substances in Mexico that he should not be caught with, and that's probably not going to end up very well for him. You know, I, I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> and I believe in Mexico, I, I think only... I know there was a time where in Mexico the law was is that you were guilty until you proved yourself innocent as opposed to innocent as proven guilty. I'm not sure if that's still the case now or if they've changed that. But I don't know, but either way, he's probably going to be, um, yeah. It's only yeah. a matter of time, I think. Yeah. Must be nice to have the luxury, eh? I yeah. guess he really was suffering if he has the, the ability to go off to Mexico and become a permanent resident. Well, yeah, he's like, mission accomplished. I will never be a prisoner in communist Canada ever again, regardless of restrictions, becoming internationally nomadic is now essential. Um, does he realize the president of Mexico is uh, very, very left-leaning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this man's not very bright, is he? Uh, nope, nope, not at all. <laughs> Have you got anything else for us this morning? Oh, a couple things, yeah. Um, this all one right. from uh, from David Wallace. Um, we know David Wallace, the gentleman behind the Klondike Papers. Yes, yes. Check this tweet out. I have decades of this shit let's roll you started this war and now we finish it i'll burn it to the fucking ground you know he means that yeah he indeed i mean he's already you know the first story about how how they tried to blackmail uh, uh nasheed nenshi mayor of calgary at the time into taking payola and he absolutely refused russian payola by the way he absolutely okay. refused because you know He's a man of his word and a man of integrity. Um, oh, there's this one in the headline. I caught this and I thought I'd put this up because. Oh, that thought, though. Well, no, that was that was the thought. That was the thought. Nasheed Nanshi's an honorable, decent human being, and David Wallace has said, you know, I wanted him to be corrupt, but he wasn't. So David is going to be releasing a lot of stuff. All right, all right. So this one from Nick Adams, which just made me, I'm like, oh, this guy is just a. Um, he just wants attention. When he yeah. prints something like this, Nick Adams, alpha male yeah. in parentheses with a check mark, a blue check mark on Twitter. Donald Trump yeah. is the most admired man in world history, and it's not particularly close. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody to tweet something like that clearly is either very delusional or is doing it intentionally to try and attract um, the crazies to get them out to come yelling and screaming at him. Just to get clicks. That's all it is. That's yeah, all it is. I, uh, I was responding every now and then when he was saying stuff that was just so silly. You know, not not responding as a new tweet like this, but just like we're more using as an opportunity to make a joke. Yeah. Like this. And um, after about like two weeks of that, it's like, okay, this is just sad now. And yeah. I've, I've actually like just muted or blocked or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Because I, the way, well, first of all, with Elon coming back to Twitter, number one but i was noticing that when i was doing that even if i was just uh, clipping mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than responding directly um he just seemed to be appearing more and more and more and then more people like him were like marsha blackburn was like 
filling up my feet and then this Bridget some woman from ACT or something like was filling as well and I was like seeing like seven or eight tweets of them a day and it's like oh yeah, yeah I, I don't want that so uh, and I'm not typically like unless someone's abusive I'm not typically a blocker but it's like yeah you know what this is not fun anymore same way uh, if, if you unless you're abusive to me I tend not to block but occasionally like in the last few days I've had to block a lot of people because I just don't need the shitstorm. Uh, this one I thought I'd put up because this I thought was, you saw this yesterday. Lori yes. Goldstein, define yes. irony. Emergencies Act invoker Justin Trudeau criticizing Ford Nation for using the notwithstanding clause. The suspension of people's rights is something that you should only do in the most exceptional circumstances. First response from uh, Mays Slays, you're putting on a clown act with this one. And Laurie responds with, no, I'm just triggering people like you who can't come up with a rational response and so resort to ad hominem attacks. To which I responded, well, there it is. You just admitted to spreading misinformation to elicit a response. You're not a journalist. You're a propagandist for the reform of cons. Thanks for telling us, in your own words, exactly who you are. All right, and like leave that one up for a second because let's talk about what's wrong with this one. Oh, God. First of all, the occupation of the nation's capital that was going on for a fourth consecutive weekend to which three police departments on their own mm -hmm. could not do what needed to do. Either they quit, abdicated, or whatever. Uh, like this apparently does not constitute a most exceptional circumstance in his opinion. Uh, the Emergencies Act, which by definition written in the act requires to be charter compliant. Correct. Right. There are no suspension uh, not, of liberties whatsoever. None. Yes. Notwithstanding clause was designed specifically to suspend liberties for a period of five years. And it's being invoked because education workers have decided to get a little too uppity mm -hmm. for the 400-pound gorilla at Queen's Park. Liking. So I, I, I'm just hoping that... Uppy. Here's some kibbles and bits for you. This, this can get retweeted as often as it should because, let, let's face it, the man is just basically admitted. He's spreading misinformation. Yep. He doesn't give a shit. He's not a journalist. He may have been at one time, but that time has long since passed. He's yep. just spreading misinformation to uh, elicit a response and, and, and fire up the con base to create more hatred towards the PM when the PM was doing what needed to be done to protect the citizens of Ottawa. Laurie Goldstein yep. is a fucking asshole. Yep, and the premier abdicated and was nowhere to be found. And uh, speaking of him, uh, because uh, he is the big story at this moment. Premier. Um, yeah, right. Uh, in order to, you know, when he turned around and says, you know, don't force my hand, well, we figured out what don't force my hand is looking like because the QP workers, uh, education workers, uh, and uh, for people who've been reading some tweets of mine, at first I was saying teachers. Mea culpa, my era kit, my error kit, you pointed out to me that it was specifically education workers. And there's one person who's showed up on the blog page um, to say, well, um, you know, I was like, I can't take your thread seriously because this is this person, mm, you, thinks that QP represents teachers. And it's like, 
okay, dude, if you want to be that way, be that way. It's mm-hmm. like the central thesis is still the same. I'm comparing two groups just because I got the name of the group wrong. The logic isn't wrong. And if you can't see that, then there was no universe, galaxy, dimension, postal code, planet, area code that you were going to take my thread seriously. So done with you. Uh, so you'd find them on the cover of this magazine, right? Right, exactly. And then <laughs> Devil's Advocate Monthly. And then Kit Hugh <laughs> happens to be a teacher. Like this. Yeah. And given that teachers, when they grade essays, tend to look at the central thesis, he didn't seem to have a problem with it. So I'm still going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we have a situation uh, where Doug Ford uh, has decided that uh, in all his wisdom or thin skiddedness is going to uh, saddle education workers with $4,000 per day fines for striking. Now we're talking about people who are fighting to make, most of them are making less than $43,000 a year. I think 39,000 is the average actually, 39,000. And you got to remember how many of them work in and around the GTA. Right, exactly. because that's where the bulk of, of schools are, because that's the biggest population base. So right. n- now, if you're earning thirty nine thousand dollars a year, and you're QP, you know, you work, you're QP union member, you work for the OCD, uh, TDCSB, or whatever the case may be, uh, or TDSB, and at thirty nine thousand dollars a year, if that's your income, you're you're probably have three or four roommates and or or you live in a rooming house because you can't afford to rent a place right right you can't so at four thousand dollars a day basically takes out their entire annual salary in 10 days of striking so Mm -hmm. he's trying to break them obviously pre-announcing that and right but i remember um during the ottawa occupation um, he said that there was going to be very severe consequences for these people, including suspension of their operating licenses and mm-hmm. up to $100,000 fines. And then uh, fewer than seven days after the occupation was cleared, very quietly, he revoked those suspensions and revoked the fines. Yeah, curious, curious, that curious. So uh, Doug Ford, when it comes to people who are occupying and terrorizing fellow citizens has found time and rather quickly mm-hmm. to remove those consequences. But for education workers, now you're, you're going to pay. He found time and not only did he find time, right? Cause it took him about two weeks to declare that state of emergency for the province of Ontario mm-hmm. after he, when he cleared the bridge, he, he took a sweet ass time getting there. Of course Just, he did. Uh, but for education workers, he had everybody show up at work, ready to work at 5 a.m. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, in order to do that. Well, gee, your priorities are for that for which you make time. And they're saying, oh, well, you know, it's like kids have suffered enough and, you know, we can't let them suffer one more. This is not about the kids. It's not about the kids. This is about keeping mom and dad at work. Well, and to that, <laughs> let's right? let's roll this. I got to roll this. Babies. I got to roll this clip for you. This is... Um, uh, uh, Wayne, uh, what's oh, just give me his name here a sec here. Oh. Wayne Wayne Gates. He's ND, NDP MPP um, with the best mustache. Period. Yes. This is awesome. So this is his impassioned speech, which 
is effectively calling for a general strike without saying the words general strike. Listen to this. But I've been a worker my entire life, and I never once said to, a, to the union, I want to go on strike. Yeah, right. What I said to them is I expect you to go to the bargaining table and bargain a fair collective agreement with the employer. And in this case, it's the government. Yeah. That's what I wanted. And you know what? Every single one of those QP workers, you know what they want? They want a fair collective agreement. A negotiated collective agreement. And I'm encouraging this government, get back to the bargaining table. Get to the Sheraton. QP's waiting for you. Don't bring in a bill that's 100 pages. Because what that tells me, speaker, through the speaker, that tells me it's very clear what they were thinking. This was planned because yeah. it's attack against the union. It's attack yeah. against workers yeah. in the yeah. province of Ontario. And you know what workers should do in this province? Everyone. And I'm going to say it. We need to come together as workers and yes. say to this government, if you take on one worker in the province of Ontario, then you're going to take us all on. Because an injury to one is an injury to all. Thank you very much. And come to your senses at some point in time. Thank you. And he's right, because right now he's doing the divide and conquer thing. If he can if he can successfully manage to do this against education workers, then teachers are next, and nurses right. are next, and all public servants are next, with the possible exceptions of firefighters and cops, because he needs them to crack, well, not firefighters, but the cops to crack some skulls when other people get too uppity. Him, the, he, they won't get 1.25 and 2.5%. I guess, And of course, they added like an extra half percent or Point quarter of a percent to each of the, you know, salary levels to make it seem like, well, you know, we're being reasonable. Right? No, they're not. Yeah. No, 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 no. So this is an imposed contract. And here's some facts that some kids might kids might not know. Um, this was tried before. The McGinty government tried right. this against teachers when he was there. And in believe in 2016, so it took a long time, there was a court decision that ruled that that was a complete violation of your basic rights because you have a constitutional right to strike mm -hmm. in order to get better working conditions. And there were settlements given to QP. There were settlements uh, given to secondary school teachers. Uh, there were settlements given uh, to another group, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Uh, and the last group, uh, oh yeah, um, on, so yes, the, anyway, they were forced to pay $103.1 million to the province's elementary school teachers. That was the last one of the four groups that came up. And that came up in February of this year. Interesting. So Doug Ford was in power when that one and that was the major part of the fine 50 million to Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation 56.7 million dollars to QP itself and 2.7 million dollars to the Ontario Public Service Employees Union for a total of 212.5 million dollars them imposing a contract ended up costing Ontario taxpayers $212.5 million. They could have just given that at the onset as extra salary, but no, they had to fight that. And of course, all the legal fees, fees yes. Fighting them, right? So knowing that, that is why he is doing this while imposing the notwithstanding clause for the third time now, 
violating people's rights three ways from Sunday, because not only is he taking away their right to strike, their right to come to the bargaining table for a negotiated settlement with their employer, but he's also taking away their right to legal recourse for something he knows is a violation of a charter right because the 100 million part of that 215 million part came down just in February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, let's let's be realistic here. Do you think he knows any of this? Like, actually knows any of this? I know there's members of his yes. cabinet that do. I'm thinking Doug doesn't know any of it because they keep him in the dark. And they pull yeah, him out if you because he's a talking penguin from time to time. They just pull him out when they yeah. need him. Yeah, but if you have time, if you have time to write a hundred page, <laughs> yeah, long, yeah, to do that, you know, right? And if you have time to be making carving pumpkin carving videos, <laughs> but you do not have time to show up to testify at the public, like, so, there are things for which you have time, don't you? Yeah. Don't you? Hey, Doug, your pants are on fire again. You know why? Because you're fucking lying. This is not about the kids. This is not about the kids. This is about making sure, because we talked about this in the previous episode with Heather Stephenson, right? Mm-hmm. When she made it, when she was talking about it, it's like, this is about keeping mom and dad at work. So they keep basically pumping into the economy because... You know, people are predicting that a recession's coming, and that's never good for a government nope. to keep the tax, the tax base dollars coming in, so you can then take that money I guess, and not spend it on health and no, no. not spend it on education, but funnel it to developers and funnel it to people who are building highways and funnel it to people who run long-term care centers. So he has time to let grandma and grandpa and mama and papa die in LTCs. He's got time. To not dismantle an occupation in the nation's capital. But he's got time to get to Queen's Park at 5 a.m. to impose a non-negotiated contract on a group of people who make an average of $39,000 a year and at the same time take away their legal recourse. I'm really hoping that QP goes to court with this one. I'm hoping that this eventually gets to the Supreme Court because we need to bring, we need for there to be a case at the Supreme Court yes. where the nine justices can say that there are reasonable limits to how you can use that notwithstanding act. You can't just whip it out anytime you want. Oh, sorry. You can't just whip it out anytime you want. It's, it's, not, yeah, it's not a penis. Stop doing that. Yep. Yeah, because it's becoming a thing now. Mm-hmm. This is the third time it's he's used it. Third or right. fourth? Third time for sure. The third time. Third time, yeah. 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 It's like, I'm going to make a decision and don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't make me do it. Don't force, don't force my, my hand. hand. It's because I am going to trample all over your rights. He doesn't give I a shit. I will do it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Yeah, the typical words of an abuser. Yeah. Right? Don't make me force my hand. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Those are words of an abuser. Now, I'm not making an accusation about his personal life. I'm not. Let's be very clear on that. But those are the words of an abuser. And he is abusing his position as premier. Not premier, but premier. Because he says premier and please. 
and COVID. Did he? I know he graduated high school and he dropped out of college, but did he ever take a grammar class? Because what the hell, dude? <laughs> it's this folksy thing he's doing. I yeah, kind of like Jean Chrétien oh, used to do. Because Jean Chrétien, yeah. Jean Chrétien, who said the little guy from Shawinigan, he's six foot four, so he's not little. Uh, and he was highly educated, but he spoke that way intentional so that he could relate to people on a better basis. So I can see why Doug does that. But the difference is Jean Chrétien was an intelligent, articulate man, and Doug was a failed former hash dealer. Go ahead and try and, you know, sue me for that one. It's well documented. It's been in the Torstar and the Globe and Mail. Yeah. So, uh, that's the table he's setting. Uh, and yes, I mean, what other option is there for workers than general strike in response to this? Because, I mean, you treat people how to te- you teach people how to treat you if this is a, if nobody stands up against this. And, and he's counting on the fact that parents have had kids at home during COVID and whatnot, and they just don't want them at home. Mm-hmm. And somebody made the suggestion, you know, uh, that uh, if your kids are at home, yes, why not bring them to your, if you're living in Ontario, your MPP's constituency office. Mm-hmm. And have them babysit Because them. since they think that schools are a babysitting service, mm-hmm. let's give them a taste of their own medicine. Agreed. I think that that's a brilliant idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got. I got to okay, throw this really? up. Throw this up real quick, and then I got a jet because it's uh, almost time at the end of the day here. But I thought this one was funny. Just saw someone refer yep. to Alberta as the block redneck qua, and my life is complete. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know Bert is going to get mad at that one, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that would go, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the irony of all of this in Alberta is, like in the '70s and '80s, they loathed Quebec, mm-hmm. and now they seek to be. Quebec. Irony. Full Irony. I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Okay. That is just, uh, this is our, our quote unquote friend, Tom Mazero. Oh, yes. Uh, before he's going to be testifying, I'm putting it while you read it. I'm putting it all out there for all mainstream media when I testify this week. I will be looking for defamation closely, very closely. I'm already going after one of your colleagues, in quotes, in media. I'm going to hold you all accountable for defamation. If you do it, I promise you all. Okay. Uh, Tom, here's a little Law 101 for you, my dear friend. Little Law 101. The tort. the tort of defamation requires the plaintiff to prove three elements. One, the defendant made a defamatory statement in the sense of impung, that the impunged words would tend to lower the plaintiff's reputation in the eyes of a reasonable person. Two, the words in fact refer to the plaintiff. And three, uh, ah, fine. you don't have the full <laughs> definition of, and it's impugned, not impunged. Sorry, that's your, your, your Sorry, Francais. Impugned. Yeah, your Francais is coming yes, through it's, there. It's, it's, yeah, it is my French. Uh, so, and then there's a third thing, sorry, that didn't show up. In no, that's okay, that's okay. See if you can find it there, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's three elements. Uh, first of all, uh, if it's something that's true but is unflattering, that's not defamation. If it's something that's true but hurts your feelings. Um, <laughs> not defamation. <laughs> sorry. And... Your reputation in the eyes of a reasonable person is kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh. So, and the third thing is that the words uh, complained about the different the, that the words complained about the. Uh, I actually clicked on the thing, and then the three things that are listed are completely different than the ones that are listed in Don't the definition. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about uh, it. Did you sorry, did you happen to catch any of the poke yesterday? Um, uh, I watched too much. I watched Belton. What's her name? Uh, yes. What's her name here? Uh, Bridget, Bridget Belton. Bridget Belton. I watched. Uh, I tried to watch ten minutes of it, and my blood pressure went way up. So I shut it off, and I just paid attention to. Um, Oh, uh, Narwhal, uh, Noel, Noel Narwhal. She was tweeting it. Yes. So I just sent her a tweet and said, look, I tried to watch this. My blood pressure went through the roof. Thank you for doing this service because I couldn't take this yeah. woman just screaming. I Did you wear a mask? Uh, would you, why did you refuse to wear a mask? Yes. Cause I was an abused woman. Um, you're not the only one lady. You're not the only person in Canada. It's like when Tom says, well, you know, my friend couldn't go to a funeral. My nephew, I, I couldn't go. There are four, four, four family funerals I could yeah. not attend. When my father yeah. was damn near on his deathbed, I couldn't visit him in the hospital. I didn't occupy a city. I did not shit in people's streets. I did not torture people with DJs, train horns, and fireworks. And I didn't demand to sit down with a dissolved parliament and work with the opposition to form my own government. Because yep. I'm an adult, and I knew that all of that was temporary. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the oh, I'm the cuck crybaby. I'm the cuck crybaby because I yelled at people in the streets. That's the best part of it all for yep. me. The, you found the third it? thing is that the words have been published by a third party, so, right? For example, media. And uh, yesterday, I the one thing I did uh, see about. Uh, about uh, the public order is, uh, commission is uh, I found out why it is that Tom Razo uh, said to you, well, I slept well mm -hmm. with that little smile on your face while you didn't. It seems that this guy named Joseph Borgo paid for, who ran for the, the leadership of the CBC. And in every photo where you see him, he's wearing a red baseball cap that doesn't say make America great again, but is wearing a red baseball cap. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a very, very, very rich businessman from somewhere in Saskatchewan. Apparently, he paid mm -hmm. for the very, very cushy hotel rooms mm -hmm. that these people stayed in far, far away from where the noise. Well, according to Tom, he was three How blocks away. Convenient. Yeah, How most of them were out of town. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to testify too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, there's a part of me that's tempted to go sit in the uh, gallery for that, but I don't know if I can get the time away from work, honestly. Oh, no, you would pop up and start swearing. Well, <laughs> I, I, I probably would. I probably would get carted out because I'd start yelling at him. I would. I would. I'm, look, I, I can show an incredible amount of restraint, but as soon as the bullshit starts flowing out of his mouth, nope. I'm not going to sit there and allow him to get away with it. Now, I know lawyers will cross-examine him and they will nail him to the, to the uh, proverbial cross on this, but I would have to loudly voice my opinion, thereby making a large spectacle of myself, getting escorted out of the building. It would be on national news and I'd probably be unemployed by the end of it. So I'm not going to do that. I hate to disappoint the kits, but... I, I have to look out for my, you know, my future and my welfare because I, you know, we don't make any money at this. So I, I got to continue to earn a living at my day job for the time being. Yeah. 
Well, kids, uh, Mr. Grizzly's got to go, so I think we have a show. Ooh, we do. Look at that accidental line. <laughs> uh, that's the end of this episode of Just a Nibble, the Not Quite Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Uh, because democracy is something you do. Uh, stand in solidarity if you're in Ontario and even throughout Canada uh, with the people from QP because uh, this is coming to a province near you. Trust me. If this works here, they're going to try this everywhere because there's nothing conservatives love to spread more than a bad idea. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Dean Bloodell Network as well as anywhere you get all of your podcasts featuring a grizzly bear and a beaver. Please share the podcast and we love your feedback. You can do that via Facebook or Twitter on our blog page or Twitter site or by email at truenortheakerbeaver at gmail.com. Subscribe to us via a pod page, podpage com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words and if you'd like to support us you can find our tip jar at our coffee page that's ko-fi.com slash eager beaver all in one word and if you'd rather get something for your money we've got some merch for you t-shirts in sizes from small to 3xl and you can get yours at deanblundell.square.site slash s slash store and if you are listening to us on apple podcasts please give us some stars or and uh, leave a comment we really like that uh for and, and they can hate listen to us too that the haters want to hate listen to us feel free because all you do is make our numbers go up <laughs> Exactly. From the Beaver End, if you are watching us on the, uh, on video, please download our episodes to help us uh, chart. Uh, we appreciate that. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager Beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, a quick word of wisdom? Yeah. Try and remain calm today when you're watching the POEC, P-O-E-C, the uh, Public Order uh, Emergency Commission. When you see the testimony from people like Rat King, uh, Tom Mazzaro, and uh, whoever the hell they, they, they bring up to the stand today. Yeah, Try it's and wackadoodle calm. week. Yeah, oh yeah, it's wackadoodle yeah. week for sure. So, you know, yeah, they're, they're using this as an opportunity to do more propaganda for them. It's all right. They're not there to do any truth or stuff like that. So just let them spew their thing and then wait for the cross-examination and then enjoy that. All right. See it gets the true Roll North the Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation and copy written by the Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kids, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. I just realized that your camera is on mirror because that's backwards. We'll figure that ah. out for the next show. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, when we had the show, when we had the interview show the other day, I'm like, why is the door switched sides? And when you held up your mug, I'm like, that's why your camera's mirroring the image. So we'll ah. fix it in the settings later. Anyway, kids, we got to go. Right. See ya. Bye-bye. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.